0: Remember the time Bobby tackled the referee by mistake?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. How about the time he tackled a guy from Louisville and threw him into the stands? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Y'all remember
1: when he intercepted the ball and his pants fell off and then he ran for the touchdown, bare ass?
0: Remember the time
3: Bobby
4: Boucher on the lead caught that And the like <laughs> Bobby Boucher, Benemo and Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the fudge dogs won the Bourbon Bowl, Junior. love sports podcast episode 64 how we doing today we're flying high with the eagles and the ravens the real birds won today boys fuck you beating the browns in dominant fashion just kidding they really had to hold on there to win that game thank you cj mosley but the eagles they wound up winning today i'm here with ian this is eggy we got matt killian we got Danny jackson we got five we got we got a whole round table here today how we doing guys
0: Great birds. Great. The Birds. Eagles fly, baby. Not only did the Eagles get the dub, but the Bears beat the Vikings. Handle it. Nah, Bears. Nah, Bears. Bears.
4: Bears.
0: So we snuck right into the playoffs. The football gods were in our corner today. Thank you to them. And I think we should just jump right into it and be like, ah, for the boys. we go ahead and give it to the whole Bears organization. Mitch Trubinski, well done. Khalil Mack, I love you, bro. Um, Kevin White,
4: Alan Robinson. The list continues. Thank you for the
0: Bears. My LaCroix for
4: the Bears goes to... <laughs> <for> the Bears. <laughs> Damn it. My LaCroix for the boys goes to uh, Nate Sudfeld throwing a late fourth uh, quarter touchdown, his first of his career, and to the young man who uh, received the touchdown pass
0: from, from, Nelson, from
4: Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. And then Sudfeld was like, wait, 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 wait. I need this. I need this ball for my for my keepsake and the kid gave him the ball he's very gracious so there you go young fella they got him a ball they got him a real ball Then
0: what? they like went back to the bench and got him a new one yeah yeah
4: promptly right that was like moments later wasn't it
0: yeah Yeah, like a minute later
4: he was good he handled it like a champ and and we're seeing here on the television it was actually kind of cool the Ravens were playing the Steelers ended a little bit earlier and the whole Heinz field like didn't empty out and the Steelers were on the field watching the end of the game sorry Steelers sucks for you guys on to you Danny
3: Okay, my beers for the boys, You kind of took mine, Nate started <laughs> out, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but um, Wendell Smallwood, he came out today, ran hard, um, I was kind of hating on him earlier in the year, but that guy knows how to run downhill all the time.
0: Yeah, runs hard. Yeah. Gotta give him that. How about Josh Adams and Degak?
3: Here you go. Go Irish. How's that?
0: <laughs> Killian, who you got, bro?
1: Hello, everyone.
4: <laughs> oh, wait, everyone, do greetings
1: real quick. <laughs> welcome greetings! To, welcome to the Bro Love Cat. Pleased to be here. Uh, my beer of the boy goes to Nick Foles, because Nick Foles is just awesome right now for the Eagles. Today, he's setting an NFL record with 25 straight completions, which is unbelievable. And last game, he threw his fourth all time 400 plus yard passing game with the Eagles, breaking another long-time-owned long franchise record, previously owned by uh, Sonny Jurgensen. I found that out from my older Eagles fran- fans. So, uh, so Nick Foles, you
0: know, breaking records. Dude, Nick Foles, god yeah. damn, man. He brought the energy the past couple weeks, really turned this season around, now in the playoffs. I love it, man. Dude. I'm so hype. Oh, so so uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier. It's been a great day for football this whole weekend,
3: so fuck yeah. If
0: Nick can't go, wild card round, Wentz is going to go? What do you guys think? Oh, geez. I feel like he has to. I, don't I, don't know. I just want folds of all folds that is his That's the chapter said right now yeah, like hot
1: take it. I want folds I think yeah. I bet I no, bet when I he went well.
4: into the tunnel and that's he started that getting that those out, chest pains that they were probably you're, like you're "Listen, it shut it down you're fine do you guys agree
1: folds is healthy good to go we go folds over hell yeah
3: you mean I just don't think stud felt had like there's no way he would play like if folds really got hurt today he got hurt next week
0: does it mess I up mean, yeah. does it mess That's up with Wentz's yeah. mentality if we ask Wentz to dress and start Foles? Oh, uh, yeah, it's gotta be one or the other. Yeah.
1: Wentz
4: is not gonna dress. Yeah. He's not dressed and he's done. If if Foles done, is good, done. he won't
0: dress. Uh, so I it's
4: Foles think. or Sudfeld? Yeah, did they? My, I was wondering. That's where we're at right did now. they have another guy? Do they have another guy dressed today?
0: We might need so. another guy going in the playoff run.
1: They,
4: did do not. I think another quarterback. quarterback. I think honestly, if yeah. if it,
0: yeah. yeah. it was announced in an hour, that holes is out next week. I think Wentz goes. I think he Definitely. dresses and goes and she plays. him up in the back. Yeah. Hey, take this. And Wentz weird. has that mentality. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. I don't think For Carson sure.
4: Wentz was that hurt. I feel like they they put him out when they lost the game and they were like, Ah, season's over, dude. Let's I don't know. let's put you on a shelf.
0: Back I fracture's pretty serious. <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't know, man. But so you guys know what I'm saying? Serious. We wouldn't be having this conversation if
0: he wasn't He's like done. completely done. Year. Yeah. My brother um, Danny, another Danny there, had a back fracture his freshman year of high school. And was out an entire year, the exact same bone that Carson Wentz broke. So. Take that, Iggy. Yeah. Put that in your
4: <laughs> Danny's still mad at me because I was giving the Irish a hard time. <laughs> Danny, all they had to do was lose by less than two touchdowns. I tall agree. order? Tall order? No. Not a tall order. I
3: agree. It was a terrible game. But they deserved to be there. That, that argument is just.
4: Nobody ever said they didn't deserve to be there. I just if say Georgia. On, if you went
3: on Twitter yesterday, you would have seen it. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, what really is Twitter? Just, I'll do that. Uh, um, don't, I'll
0: it's, it's it's that, not, that.
4: The kids are doing it. Kind of like that Snapchat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. All right,
0: well, uh, let's get to that Mike Jensen interview. All
4: right, well, we're just jumping right into that. Ian. We were talking about football. It's a quick transition. Let's set this up. Send
0: it right?
4: Up. We talk a lot about football with the Eagles here on the BroBot Sports Podcast. We get a lot of uh, Sixers talk. Two really great teams, obviously. Despite that, this is a great college basketball town, right? And the Philadelphia Inquirer does tremendous work, you know, in the the daily news, philly.com. So we wanted to bring in uh, Mike Jensen, Jensen off campus as he calls himself, to talk about some college basketball, get a little big five going, because we're like right at the end of the non-con for college basketball. We're going to start the regular season here with conference scheduling, and I feel like this is a great time to, to talk a little college basketball. I think last time, Ian, this uh, this year, or excuse me, last year around this time, we had Lenardi on, so maybe we can get Joe in a little bit to talk about potential teams coming on in March, but yeah, Mike Jensen, Philadelphia uh, Inquirer columnist, joined us to talk about Big Five basketball, Temple football and a whole host of other things dealing with Temple and uh, other sports here in Philadelphia. So let's roll right into that. Well, everybody, we always like talking about Eagles football. we got a big one today here, and uh, Sixers basketball, but... Having played college basketball here in Philly, Philly and uh, still following it, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't spend time talking about Big Five college basketball. I mean, yeah, the city loves the Eagles, and the Sixers are all right. You know, don't forget those Flyers and Phillies. But, I mean, there is some great college basketball here in the city, and we've brought on uh, Mike Jensen, sports columnist, uh, focusing on college sports for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Mike, thank, thanks so much for joining the Bro Love Sports Podcast. How are you doing today?
5: Sure. Doing great, Eric. Thanks for having me.
4: Thanks for having me, in. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure, man. It's our pleasure. So let's jump into this. The Big Five is—it's uh, a little bit of a different year, Mike. We've had some dominance by a by a so-called Villanova team. I don't really like just throwing Villanova out there being a St. Joe's guy, man. I don't give them the credit when it's due, but we'll we'll give it to them. They've been destroying everybody in the Big Five this year. But it's a little bit of a shakeup with a big win um, at Penn, Penn beating Villanova. Where are we at right now with the Big Five in terms of what it's looking with the overall picture of uh, who's going to win this thing?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, Penn in the driver's seat, although they just had a big hiccup at a, at in Toledo. They lost by, uh, I think the final score was 77-45 at Toledo. Good, good mid-American conference team, but, uh, um, Penn hit some injuries, so we can talk about that a little bit. And obviously, you know, yeah, you, uh, yes, as a Hawk, you do have to give it to Villanova for winning two of the last uh, three national championships. And everyone always talks about their, their big five dominance in recent years. I was like, they're pretty good against the rest of the world, too. So, I mean, it's just, happened to be the the, the the Philly teams. They didn't have, you know, as you know, there, there wasn't a Philly team that was like Sweet 16, Elite 8 capable during that, these recent years. So that made the dominance of Villanova even more stark. And then this year, Villanova comes back, loses four guys to the NBA. Everybody knows that. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Villanova is capable of winning the Big East, which is a very good question going forward. But in the Big Five, You know, Penn has very big games with Temple and St. Joe's, uh, one home, one road, to see if they can actually, uh, you know, take take the big five or whether they're going to share it with Villanova or one of those other schools. So we'll see how that all plays out.
4: Okay, and there's been some really cool storylines so far with some specific players. I know I saw an interesting article about the the stud freshman Quinterly that just came into Villanova. He's been a bit disgruntled. I mentioned that, but there's other stories that you've done going through your work. Are there specific storylines or players that you've really kind of uh put a pin on and you know, you've had an eye on so far going forward into the Big 5 season?
5: Yeah, I mean as as we look at it, I mean, we'll start with with Penn since they beat Villanova, I mean their freshman Michael Wong, who got hurt, and one of the big reasons why they weren't uh, really capable of playing apparently with Toledo. I did not see the game, but uh, Michael Wong is a six foot eight, six foot nine. I mean, you can call him a stretch forward because he can shoot, but he can do a lot of other things too. He, he played at uh, he's, he's a, a native of China, but he he played at Mater Day, California powerhouse school, uh, and. He's the real deal. He's the best freshman in the Big Five, uh, and so you know, and we're used to the best freshman in the Big Five maybe being Villanova or maybe you know Charlie Brown at St. Joe's and, and some others, but Penn has the best freshman in the Big Five. So that's 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 one really interesting storyline going forward. And by the way, he left uh, on crutches, so we'll see going forward what that means. And another reason why they Penn wasn't capable of uh even staying uh with with Toledo was that they went into that game short of power forward. Michael Long comes off the bench so starting power forward, Max Rothschild, who's a really sort of uh tenacious guy. He's a he's one of these guys who is a who is like their tough guy, but also one of their best passers. And uh I I think it was a back injury. I'm not I'm not sure on that, but he was out. Um didn't didn't make the trip, um, and didn't play in the previous game. So that's Kind of what's going on with Penn. And, and by the way, one of the things going into season with injuries with Penn, I sold them short and was wrong about it when I wrote that, okay, they, they had lost, uh, two of their four leading scorers, uh, just from last season. Then they had two guards who were going to start. One of them, Jelani Williams, who had torn an ACL before his freshman year was expected to start last season. Tore his other ACL before this season, so he's out for another season. So there's one starter down, a really talented player, uh, who's capable of playing the, the point, uh, and they consider one of these Ivy League players who's like better than an Ivy League player, but he's out. And then they lost their leading scorer, Ryan Bentley, five minutes into the season at George Mason, and they won the game down there anyway, and they, they're a very good defensive team. Deb Goodman has turned out to be ready to be a a starting point guard, high level big five point guard. He was probably the quickest player on the floor uh in the in the Planova game, which is a big reason why they they won that game at the Plester.
4: You know, it's funny Mike, I gotta be honest. I didn't think this conversation would be so Quaker oriented. <laughs> you
5: know? You gotta you got <laughs> well, let's, let's team give the wanna... team that, that, that jumped out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. I I I know. Know. It, I, and 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 I thought your Hawks uh was were going to be that team. Uh, that, and, and, I mean, a couple of things have happened. I mean, the lesser thing that happened was, uh, Oliva and Charlie Brown were injured, so they just, without those guys, they were not offensively capable of, of winning a game at Villanova, and, and they, they did not. I mean, the other thing is that they now acknowledge they were not a good enough defensive team. You can, you can be, you know, Running on all cylinders offensively, but if you can't stop anybody, um, you're not going to get there. And uh, uh, Phil Martelli said he's, you know, they they have gone back to basics on the defensive side of things and have sort of uh um, grinded out a couple of wins uh, their their last couple of games uh, uh to try to get a, you know. So now they're they're seven and five. When it's, you know, I would have guessed that they would have been get going. And we haven't talked about Temple since. Temple is right now, after Villanova, probably has the best shot at an at-large bid uh, in into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Joe Lombardi, you know, starts early on his projections, and this weekend he had them in their second four out. In other words, they're, they're, they're taking strike, and I consider that significant. I don't consider that people say, "Oh, it's too early; it doesn't mean anything." December, it's like, no, November and December basketball is vitally important because you play all these games against. Teams that are sort of your competition for these at large spots. Uh, Temple has, they have two losses or three losses. I believe they have, they have two and, you know, one at Villanova where, where they really had Villanova on the ropes and it was on Temple to not finish the job. They, they, they rushed shots, uh, they played some poor defense down the stretch and, and Villanova did take care of business. Uh, but, Temple, and then Temple lost to BCU on a neutral floor, but otherwise they, they've, they've been playing well. They 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 won at St. Joe's, came from behind in the second half, and and won at won at St. Joe's. And so uh, Temple, I, I, I write a observations column every week for the inquirer Years and my first observation this past week was Shiz Alston. If I had to pick a Big Five player of the year from the early season from the non-conference port, portion, I, I I take Shiz Alston.
4: No, and, that, and that's great. And, and I'm going to pass it off to Ian here and stick with Temple, but I'm happy we be you know, we got to mention Ashley Howard doing some good things in LaSalle. Uh, they clearly have some work to do going forward. But, you know, touching back upon St. Joe's, I mean, watching those guys down in Myrtle Beach giving it to Wake Forest the way they did and then losing to a good UCF team, there's been a little bit of a slide. So you're right. I think the injuries have hurt them. I think if there were ever going to be a year that they could have beaten Villanova, it was going to be this one. And for Charlie Brown to leave it not playing really, really killed them. Um, they just didn't have the fight power or the defensive prowess to beat them. But, yeah, Temple seems like they, they've been a, a pretty staunch you know opponent for a lot of teams this year. They could have beaten Villanova at Villanova, like you said. They are sitting at two losses. So I'm gonna hand it over to Ian Mike. He's got some questions for. You. He's getting all excited. He got all excited when you said Temple. I had to, you know, I had to give him like, you know, relax, guy. You know, the Owls. We got enough time for him. So I'm gonna let him ask you about Temple basketball and football because I know the Gridiron over there. They had a good year as well.
5: Sounds good.
2: Thanks, Eggy. And uh, yeah, Mike, I'm a I'm a Temple alumni. Graduated in 2014. So a big Temple fan, and I've had great memories at uh, both the Leah Course Center and Lincoln Financial Field watching the Owls. But um, I wanted to get the latest on Temple's on-campus football stadium. I know they were seeking approval from the city about a year ago, but I haven't really heard much since.
5: Yeah, the latest is it's not happening. Uh You know, I'm not saying it can never happen, but uh, you are right that without the approval of city council, uh, it's not happening. Uh, and by the way, the, the stadium would sit in the district of City Council President Darrell Clark. So without his approval, it's not happening. Uh, you, you, first of all, you can't, the, the, the plans call for closing a block of 15th Street. So, so, uh, there is 0.0% chance of, uh, doing something without the city, uh, going along with it. And right now the city has not gone along with it. This You know, the, the neighborhood is, Enough people in the neighborhood have made it clear that they're not happy with the process um, and and don't want the stadium that um, they, you know, Temple has not convinced the neighborhood that they're ready. And if they haven't convinced the representative of the neighborhood it's ready, it's not happening. I mean, we could have a whole separate, we could go this entire podcast of whether Temple should have a stadium um, or or not, I would argue on the not side. uh, They're playing a pro stadium. Um and I wrote a column about how if they open their own stadium, that if there is this slight, slight door to the ACC, everyone always looks for the Power Five for natural reasons, that they would actually be opening a door for Villanova. I wrote a column about this, that, that if they, if they put their own stadium on campus, and then, and, because right now, if the ACC decided ACC network is starting, they, they want to come to Philadelphia, um, then they have to come to Temple. Uh, that's their own choice. Uh, Villanova doesn't have, you know, an ECC program. Uh, obviously, they're not a FCS program or FBS program. They're an FCS program. They're one level down. But if Temple opened its own stadium, then the ECC could go to Villanova. Let's see. Two of the last three national championships. Um, you know, a serious fan base. You want to you want to up your Program and play the link, um, and then come to the ACC. So I, I don't even like it on strategic grounds is what I'm saying. And it, nor do I think, uh, um, Temple could, you know, if, if they said it was going to cost 130 million, let, let's double that by now. So, you know, if, if you as a student wanted to pay for that, then I guess then that'd be the only reason to do it.
2: Yeah, and that's interesting because, you know, I think a lot of fans think it would actually help the program for players that want to play in front of a, a packed stadium, but it sounds like
5: it would actually hurt the program, which is pretty interesting. But
2: another well, question I, for you, do you well, think... I,
5: well, I think it's a many angled thing, though. I, I agree with you that that in a perfect world, you wouldn't be playing in a 65,000-seat stadium. You'd be playing in a 25,000-seat stadium. But then, then you're a mid-major. Then then you're accepting the fact that you're a mid-major, and, and uh, that's... That's, I, I don't believe that would be a step up for the program. Right.
2: Do you do you see Temple football, or at least the coaches that come in and out, as a stepping stone for their career? I mean, we have Al Golden who left, Steve Adazio, Matt Rule, uh, Jeff Collins, and, and possibly even more coaches before my time at Temple, but those are the ones that I know of.
5: No, um, always, you, think no you got it exactly who, right. It, it started with Al Golden and, and – uh, Uh the the coaches the three coaches before him had all been fired. Uh four coaches before him had all been fired. Uh you can go back to Wayne Harden, who retired, then the next four coaches, including Bros Arians, who turned out to be, you know, an NFL coach of the year. Uh that that was how tough a job Temple was. You know, he was winning four and five games uh in one year, you know, got to seven. So those were tough times. Now this is absolutely a stepping stone job. And it's shown that you get you know, Manny Diaz has a quality resume. And by the way, I don't know if you saw the news in the last half hour. We're talking Sunday afternoon. Uh, Miami coach Mark Rick just announced he's leaving Miami. Uh, which is very interesting since Manny Diaz would have been on the short list for the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, to succeed his boss. I don't, I have no idea what they're doing down there, but it's, it's very interesting. But yeah, for, for Temple, that's what it is. In a perfect world, you get somebody like Matt Rule who stays you know, four years until he got an offer that he just could not refuse. And I want to say Baylor gave him six years. I'm thinking, and you know, at, at big time money, and so you know, made it made it worth his while to the point that he actually turned down the Oregon job to take the Baylor job, uh, is, is the way the reporting came out in the end on that a few years ago. So, no, Temple is a good a good job, and it's very tough for it not to be a stepping stone job. Same as the rest okay. of the AC, a- by the way. I mean, that's 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 the way that, that league. It's not a Power 5 league. Uh, it's the 6th best league. So the best coaches in the 6th best league move up to the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th best leagues.
2: Right. So you mentioned Manny Dia- Diaz. He seems like a defensive-minded coach. I know he used to be a linebacker's coach. Seems like a player's coach. He uh, stuck around with Miami for the bowl game, and people were definitely uh, very appreciative of that. So what are your thoughts on Manny Diaz and his fit with the Temple Owls?
5: Yeah, I wrote a column and my only concern about Manny Diaz is that he might be too good and that you might lose him too quickly. Uh, and, I mean, I'm not expecting him, you know, I didn't mean two weeks. I didn't mean he's going to go back to Miami. But I, the thought was he's a Florida State grad and things aren't going great there. And between Florida State and Miami, at some point, he's a Florida guy. And I think in addition to being a, obviously a very good defensive coordinator, as you said, both, uh, you know, at previous stops, not just at Miami, Mississippi State before then, and previous stops before then. He's also a very, very good communicator. Uh, so that, I mean, I, I look at head coaches, I think that's vitally important. Coordinators can be wonks. They need to be play callers and, and, be, and out the other guy. But a head coach has to be a good recruiter, has to be a good sportsman for the program. And I think Diaz, check all those boxes. The the one box he doesn't check is you know, how long is he, is he going to stay around. And people can say all they want about, oh, we'll just go to hire the next guy. it's like okay. Temple just lost two bowl games in the two years that the coach has left. Uh and and you know I, I I pointed out you can't put that on Ed Foley, the interim coach for both of them at all. I mean he was put in an untenable spot. Uh, uh and in, in, in you know they, they they laid a real egg uh, against against Duke this year, and they laid an egg against Wake Forest two years ago. And, it, and it's, it's just too much to expect, uh, you know, cohesion when the whole program is in the middle of upheaval. I mean, it's just the way it is.
2: Right? Do you think that uh, the Temple Owls will ever have as great of a team as the team with Matakiewicz when they beat Penn State and almost Notre Dame in the same year?
5: I mean, I don't know if they can ever do that. I mean, can they have as good players and have good – I mean, without having those teams on the schedule, it's really hard to say. I, I don't think you can recreate the 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 magic of that season very, very easily. Uh, you know, you'd almost have to, you know, if they go to an 18 bowl game, you know, represent – eight, 18 playoffs, sorry – You'd have to be the team that represents the non-power five. Uh, and, and presumably there would be a team. You'd have to be that team like Central Florida has been the last couple of years because, I mean, they closed down Market Street for, for game day on, you know, on, on on ESPN before the Notre Dame game. And that was just all that stuff. The Penn State game was, was, uh, incredible. I mean, they, they just, I mean, they, they tore them up. I mean, they didn't just, how many times did they sack Hackenberg? Was it, was it ten times? Seven times? Ten times? They, they, they crushed him. And, I mean, Phil Martelli paid it to the, that role to the impossible. He made Philadelphia care about Temple football. Uh, it wasn't just Temple people there. Everyone was, you know, seeing what was going on with Temple that year. So I guess in the long-winded answer to your question is no. <laughs>
2: Alright, well, I know you do some work with Penn State football as well. Can you give us a little prediction and brief preview of their Citrus Bowl matchup against Kentucky?
5: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, they, they're, uh they, they've had enough ups and downs that, I mean, I'm, a, you know, is big, uh, you know, I was right up toward the front of the Trace McShorley bandwagon. Uh, and, and what he has done during his Penn State time. I mean, he just is, as, as a, you know, as good as you can get as a, as a college quarterback. And he had his, had his ups and downs this year. He probably didn't have his, 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 you know, golden year this year, but mm, I, I still think, uh, you know, I, Penn, Penn State, uh, you know, I, I, Picked him in the paper, which which means nothing if you see my you know the overall picks in the paper. Uh, but uh, uh, you know I, I'll I'll be surprised if if McShirley doesn't go out on a winning note. That said, Kentucky, you know you you have to respect as an SEC program that uh, you know they, I, I'm pretty sure Kentucky beat Florida. Uh, uh, you know they had a, a legit year in the SEC East, um, so this could be one of the better better bowl games. I honestly. I don't get ca- all caught up on the bowl games, just because it's all the NIT to me, other than the, other than the playoffs. And it turns out the semifinals almost were that way too, it's like, you know, we we could have uh, we could have agreed in August, okay, let's have Alabama play Clemson for the national championship, and here we are.
2: Right. And um, do you see Tra- Trace McSorley as an NFL prospect? Do you think he has the shot to be the next? Baker Mayfield, he is similarly built. And who do you think the successor of Trace McSorley is at Penn State?
5: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not a good football scout, uh, and I'd, I'd love to believe that McSorley is that six-one quarterback who can be a pro uh, like like Baker Mayfield, like like Drew Brees, like Russell Wilson. Uh, he's gonna have to prove that, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, that's as honest as I can be. Uh, I, you know, I, when I said he was a, you know, as good a college quarterback as you could be for, for a four-year career, I really mean that for the, for the next level, uh, that's, that's all to be determined. Uh, and, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, and, and, is, is backup Stevens, uh, you know, presumably gets get, get the job and, uh, and, and can do the job. So I, I think uh, quarterback is not a worry for Penn State right now.
2: All right, let's go into the speed round. So we'll just say a couple words, a statement, a question, and then you can respond with just, you know, a couple words as well. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. So let's start it off. Best Big Five NBA player of all time.
5: Guy Rogers was a Hall of Famer. If you can't count Tom Gola and Paul Arizon before him, uh, so Guy Rogers is in the Hall of Fame.
2: Okay. Best venue in Big Five, other than the Palestra.
5: St. Joe, St. Joe's Fieldhouse, no, no, no question. Uh, it's maybe a distant second to the Palestra, but it's uh, everything else is distant third, fourth, fifth behind it.
2: Best big five
5: rivalry? Uh, well, it's, I, I guess you got to go the Holy War, but you're not supposed to call it the Holy War between Villanova and St. Joe's with, uh, with uh, Villanova-Temple being a really, really close second since there have been some some classics over the years between, between them. And then and you got Temple and St. Joe's right behind that with some classics between them
2: most legendary big 5 coach ever
5: Chaney uh, I mean I covered him for 10 years and and you know you can you can argue and and Jay Wright is moving up to the top of the list of best big 5 coaches ever but when you're talking about a full legend of a, of a, of, a, of a man uh, you know it's it's Chaney and and the list of Big Five coaches, you know, going back to Jack Ramsey, is is is, is pretty impressive.
2: Best Big Five game that you ever witnessed?
5: Uh, St. Joe's, Temple, Palestra, Lynn Greer almost loses the ball, turns and hits a shot to put it into overtime, wins it in overtime. Uh, that might be it for me
2: all right Bama or Clemson
5: got him you know hate to be a front runner Bama
2: Roll Tide I guess (laughs) Mike thanks man you made it through the speed round
5: very Mike's good, perfect. okay. <laughs> you were
4: fantastic, man. I know we kept you a little longer than we said you were. Now, uh, last question. I, I love reading your columns. You know, for, for the, uh, the the listener, we will send uh, and post all your stuff here. Where can we follow you on social media?
5: Sure. I mean, you can find me on Facebook because it's basically a professional page and uh, Jensen Off Campus on, on, on Twitter and then, uh, you know, Everything's on on Philly dot com all the time, almost almost instantly. So, uh, thanks for having me.
4: Oh, it's our pleasure. I know you've done so many great special interest stories and and such. So we'll look forward to seeing those in the future. So, so Mike Jensen, thanks again. The Brotherly Love Sports Podcast is indebted to your knowledge, and we'll hope to have you soon, man. Take it easy.
5: Yeah, again, th- thanks for having me, and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, you guys do a great job. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. See. You. All
0: right. Thank you, Mike Jensen, for coming on. You're the man. Really great interview. Eggy. I say this every time, but I think that was the best interview. You've gone me. and completely redeemed yourself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that's from? that's from? That's from Dumb and Dumber. That John Denver's full of shit,
3: man. Remember that? You guys don't
4: remember that? Harry and Lloyd, man. Yeah. Let's, yeah, hit the, yeah. let's hit
0: the clip real quick.
4: You know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber... You go and do something like this
0: and totally redeem yourself. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mike Jensen, again, you're the man. Thanks for coming on.
4: Eggy. Yeah. but And my big thing is, like, Mike does great content just writing about, I don't know, like who won, who didn't win. But he also more so goes after really cool special interest stories. Like, he had a great article about the uh, – the kid who's going to go to Arizona last year, Javon, uh, Javon Quinterly, is his name. He's a like a five star kid at Villanova. Surprisingly, like hasn't played I at all. For got Villanova. Much
1: yeah, yeah,
4: and when they lost to Penn, and it was crazy. I didn't think we talked so much about Penn when you're talking Big Five. I mean, with Villanova being so dominant. I mean, St. Joe's Hawks being like so sweet. Um, Temple has like, the most titles. I mean, Temple five. sucks, but whatever, dude. And La Salle is like am looking at it right
1: now. Temple has the most Big Five titles at twenty-seven. Damn. The most recent chance are Nova, obviously yeah. they ha- they've had their great run, yeah. but Nova just got upset by Panta Palester. I know. I just saw a, a kind of a unique game at the Palester was Drexel and Temple. Temple won by oh. about twenty, but the first half was real close. Yeah. Drexel had a good fight, but like Temple's a better program, so yeah, yeah,
4: that's six
1: um, yeah. yeah Drexel's yeah. not involved, but Temple is.
4: Yeah, so yeah.
1: It was at the Palestra, which was cool.
4: That is sweet. St. Joe's just played uh, Loyola, Maryland, or excuse me, Loyola, Chicago, team that made the Final Four last year at the Plaster, wound to win on the buzzer. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, Mike, what I was saying is that he does a lot of cool special interest uh, stories. So if you're into that sort of thing, you know, just cool stories about basketball, hoops, Philly, whatever, check Mike out uh, at Jensen Off Campus. So, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. Consummate professional right there. He's a good guy.
0: For sure, But speaking of spe- special interest story, the Eagles just pulled off a huge win, shut out, and the Bears beat the Vikings, were in the playoffs. How about that for special interest, Eric?
4: I mean, I'm, I'm specially interested in this. And, and, and guys, guys, like, I, I don't know if I want to get into this. If you guys really want to get into this argument, I will. What? But like, if ever there, and I, I don't know if we mentioned this on air last time, but if there ever a storyline about the Eagles being an underdog, it's this year. Rather than last year. This is a true underdog team with a compelling storyline that is like defying logic. Apparently did not have the tools to win, especially if you're thinking about what they did in LA and then what they did against Houston. And now this this week just seemed like a formality when they were wrapping it up. I mean this is a is it ever the a time to break out the stupid dog mask? Do it right now. Do it right now. And you
0: know
5: what underdogs is?
0: It's a hungry dog. So, so yeah, that's a good story. (laughs) Well, hey, I would argue to say that we're more thieves, man. We're just stealing seasons. The Vikings deserve (laughs) to be in the playoffs, and they're not. Put your (laughs) black mask on, baby, because we're out here stealing wins, stealing seasons. We're in the playoffs. got the Bears, round one. Second-year quarterback, Mitch, Danny Jackson. What do you think, dude? What are your feelings going into this playoff matchup? (sighs) Ah. I think that if Nick Foles is able to win one game, I just wouldn't want to play
3: the, Eagle, the Eagles because, I mean, you saw the magic they had last year mm-hmm. where Nick Foles, the unsuspecting guy, comes down, wins a Super Bowl MVP, and I just wouldn't want to play us. Like, we were talking, like, I've, if I were another team, I'd rather play Dallas than Philly, you know, even though they won the division, but it's just a team... You don't want to run into, I think.
4: So NBC just had the AFC, NFC playoff picture on. you got Seattle and Dallas playing, and then the Eagles and Bears playing. And if the Eagles win that game, they get a rematch in the same place that they just won a hell of a game in, in L.A. I mean, that's, that's yeah. not a bad setup. Right, I mean the the Rams. I, didn't we mention Todd Gurley's been out? He's gonna, you know, he's gonna have to be, you know, getting back going and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good if you're looking for a road to get back to the NFC Championship.
0: Yeah. Probably
4: the more preferable one compared to going down to New Orleans, where psychologically it would probably be a little bit more difficult after that thrashing they had down in New Orleans, right? Oh uh, yeah,
3: I mean losing by 40, it's like. Is that how much you was? It was, around, it was <laughs> 40. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, the Saints are a yeah, good team, doing that, man. Yeah. And I'm looking at the AFC. we got Chargers, Ravens. Go Ravens. And then the Colts <laughs> and Texans, right, Or the other wild card team. And the, and the Chiefs and the, and the Pats get the first round by. I'm happy the Ravens got in, boys. Last couple years, they've kind of flaked out. Barring a miraculous win against the uh, the Chiefs, which was like like Pat Mahomes pulled out some shit, man, for that game. Like the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they would have been like 7-0 over this past stretch. It was unbelievable. So, yeah. I mean, Steelers suck. Sorry, JN. Bunch of losers. <laughs> Yinzer, bunch of losers. Go drink some pop. And have a fucking Permanente Brothers out on the golf course because you're going home, baby. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, yeah, rag on the
0: Steelers today, dude. I love dude. it. I have some family, extended family out in Pittsburgh. I do losers too, man. <laughs> Here we go. They're gonna be so pissed. When Here we go. Players. I love it. Let me hear about it, Ian. <laughs> I love I'll, it. man. I'll let you know when I get those texts. <laughs> that All right. <laughs> but uh, so what do you guys think? Can Nick do it again, Matt? Killing you.
1: I think it's not gonna be totally relying on Nick this run. Like we need a better run game than we had last year. We did a good run game last year. We did, but we we need Josh Adams, who's a rookie, right? Second year rookie from Notre Dame. Shout out. Uh, mm-hmm. He had our most rushing yards today with eighty five on twenty carries. So I just think we need that or even better going forward to win a playoff game. Definitely, you know, and and then we got to get some yards out of Sproles, and Nelson Aguilar had a touchdown today. You know that was a big overturned play. So we're having these like breakout chunk yard plays, and you know, we signed Tate. I'm kind of harsh on on Tate, but uh, let's talk about Golden Tate, maybe. Yeah, I think, think we're
0: I think we have more depth at the wideout position than we did going into the playoffs last year. So that could be a strength. And Nick Foles is good yeah. at you know not looking at one guy, spreading the ball around, yeah. not not looking at one option. So that's one positive from last year to this year. You know, we have better wideouts.
3: Yeah, I feel like so it's, it's interesting when you see, like, Wentz is, in my opinion, definitely the more talented quarterback between Foles and Wentz, but, like, Foles just does a great job getting everyone else involved, whether it's Alshon Jeffrey, who kind of went missing when Carson was playing towards, towards the end of the year. Um, he was kind of focusing on Earths, but I think Nick Foles does a great job getting everyone involved.
0: The calmness, the confidence... Big, big swagger. <laughs> what else do we want to say about Nick Foles here? The guy is calm, cool, and collected. He's he, throwing the ball down He the comes ceiling. with
1: big plays, you know. He comes with big player potential, like, all the time. He gets the ball back there, and you, like, always feel really good about Nick, which is sick, you know. Like, he, he just looks okay. around at everyone and just hangs in there. He gets hit, but he's a big guy. He's, you know, he,
0: got, he took a lick in today, man. He's kind of like yeah, you know, honestly. Oh, Yeah. He's I see a, big, a lot of comparisons. He's a big, tall dude, <laughs> slow. Used to be a three-point shooter, though, when he played basketball. Sticking a dig. Stupid as <laughs>
3: <is> hell. <that? laughs> uh, ugly. Uh, <laughs> ugly. When Poles has that very dead-eyed, oh, stupid look in his eyes, you're like, he's on. He's not going to miss. He's just going to set a bunch of records. Honestly, though, does. I really uh, do see yeah,
0: comparisons between Poles and Eggie. They're both like, you know... Big limbs down low with the legs. They don't move necessarily well, but they play smart. He used to be a jump shooter in high school and, and was a really good basketball player, from what I understand. He uh, says he's learned a lot from basketball. Nick Foles aged pretty well, guys. He used to be a goofy little yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. Like, now he's a jump throw. Did he didn't have that. Throw that? that was maybe
4: that is something to look forward to in my future. Yeah, look yeah. forward to Yeah, train for that, dude. Yeah, the jump
0: pass. You know, Nick Foles <laughs> won't be around forever. <laughs> I so.
4: know, right? That's good. It's my future glories.
0: All right, boys. Well, uh, we put out on Instagram a little uh, thing where we asked some of our followers and listeners to uh, put some mailbag questions in, and some of them are Eagles related. So I'll go through them real quick and ask you guys, and you know, we'll we'll trend towards outer topics that aren't the Eagles, but let's start with the Eagles
4: ones. (laughs) I just wanted to know, like, I asked Ian who it was, because Ian sent them to me. He's like, dude, we got a lot of mailbag questions. I was surprised, So so I look at him like, all right, so we're going to talk about Eagles and conspiracy (laughs) theories. So let's do
0: it. (laughs) Without further ado. All right, let's start with one minute. What's the best one here? Did Nick Foles play his last game as an Eagle at the link?
3: Dan, don't make me cry. It's it's sad to (laughs) say, but I I think yes. I think probably. I mean, he's not going to get another home game this year. And from what I understand, it's $20 million next year that they have to pay Nick Foles. So I think that they'll either have to restructure his contract or they'll trade him and he won't play another home game in Philly.
0: I'm I'm going to go with the theory to say that Nick Foles knows he can be a starter elsewhere but already went down that path and I think he's cool with just being the backup for the Eagles so he'll restructure that deal get a big signing bonus for probably half of it and I think he'll return as an Eagle
5: I don't I know if that. he'll
0: start yeah. but he'll come back and he'll play another game with the Link probably I'd be
4: very surprised if he did that
0: yeah, I, I think most people would it's kind of a hot take. Yeah, I
3: wonder how much money he made for the Rams when he was a starter there. He made a good bit and can kind of.
0: Dude, after this run, he could probably go million. get an 80 million dollar contract. Probably can, yeah, maybe even 100. What did Kirk Cousins just get? 82, I think.
3: Yeah, You could. you could make what Alex Smith made. I think it was oh. a little less than Kirk Cousins, but yeah, he could definitely be a starter. <laughs> All
0: right, let's we'll start with Killian on this one. Who's the most valuable player on the Eagles this season? Just overall offense, defense, whole team.
1: Zach Ertz, MVP. Okay. So many catches. He he holds the record now.
0: Yeah, how many of you have today? We are
1: breaking records this season, man. If we're not if we're not winning our games, these guys are going for ten catches a game like Ertz, you know, like right. today we had a big game out of a couple of wide receivers, like you were saying. So like I was saying with Nick, I just think that he makes our wide receiving core better than Carson was doing, which is a shame. Carson's got great upside, but Nick right now it just seems like he understands each player's like role and like the layers of the offense way better than what Carson was doing, and which is crazy. So I'm really conflicted when you ask me if it's his last game because looking at it, he's played more, he started more games with the Eagles as their starting quarterback than Carson once has just because of tenure. We had him as a starting quarterback years ago. He leaves, comes back, wins us the Super Bowl. So, obviously, uh, right now, which is crazy, you're very conflicted as an Eagles fan, but you want Nick. I, I just feel like when you asked me about his last game, I hope they can restructure, do something, because it would be nice to have both of them again. You know, that would be best-case scenario. Right? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And he, you know... Let's actually put an interview clip in here real quick about Nick telling us how much he loves the city and how much it means to play in green, midnight green. Yeah. Let's uh, let's throw that out here real quick.
3: I told you not to make me cry.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. Um So it's, uh, it's emotional. Um, I, like I said, I love playing in Philly. Um, I, I knew this was, you know, there's a chance this could be it, and you know, I don't think about the
4: future, but I, I am aware of that because this city means a lot to me, this team means a lot to me, wearing that jersey means a lot to me. A couple of weeks ago when I ran out of the tunnel, um, I didn't expect to play. I didn't, you know, I was, I'm there to support the team and do what I can, and I got emotional then because I knew that there's a chance it's coming to an end. But at the end of the day, I am very grateful for every opportunity to play here, to play in front of our fans, to wear that jersey, no matter what. No one can ever take that away from me. Um, And this was a special one tonight. I don't know what the future holds. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to focus on now, enjoy just being in Philadelphia, enjoy the people, enjoy wearing this jersey, um, because it's some of the most special moments of my life.
0: So there's Nick, obviously very passionate about playing in Midnight Green. So hopefully Killian's right and we can bring him back. But I would like to say that MVP on the defensive side, this is how I broke it down in my head. I think Michael Bennett... Nine sacks this year it has to be up there for MVP on our team. I think if you, if there was an over under for the amount of sacks of Michael Bennett going into the year, it would have been like four, maybe five. <laughs> like nine sacks from that guy, hell of a year. He has the tiniest shoulder pads ever. Don't know what's up with that, but uh, it must make him really you know nice agility, hard to hard to grab. Free movement. Free movement. Nice arm movement. Yeah got to that so out. is that your MVP no I'm just yeah. going through it here in my head I think Matthew Jenkins is up there on the defensive end well are we picking one or picking multiple he's, no. he's going
4: like real deep into this yeah. really a
0: we're, 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 we got other middle bad questions we got to get the fucking flat earth here man. Yo, first here. of all one last thing you have to have Nick Foles' name up near the top for MVP. I yeah, just gotta throw that out Maybe, sure. maybe. I think yeah. you're right, Ertz, but uh, it's a long. I think success, it's hurts. right? I think it's Ertz. Yeah. he's
4: definitely. I he mean, caught so many. He's been Mr. Consistency for them. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty good, man. What else you got? Wow! Well,
0: breaking up? news here from Bleacher Report: Nick Foles missed one million dollars by four snaps—a bonus in his contract. Damn, they're just going to give him that at the end of the year
1: anyways. It's incentive to win the Super Bowl. He wants that Mm -hmm. money again, too, man. Nick Foles
0: Foles needed to play 33% of snaps this season for his bonus. He fell short by four plays due to the injury.
1: Yo, Ian, you should look up
0: the total (laughs)
1: amounts each player wins after each win of the playoff game. Maybe I'll I'll look up. Can you do that? Yeah, sure. Cool. That'd be wild, (laughs) Alright,
0: All right, well, guys... That's all of our mailbag questions that have to do with the Eagles. Oh, no, no, we got one more. Golden Tate trade a bust. <coughs> uh, right. Thoughts?
3: Yeah. He hasn't looked good this year. I, we gave I, up a third rounder for him. Yeah, third rounder. Well, I feel like it's obviously early. If you come in middle of the season, it's kind of tough to like understand the whole playbook and really get on board with it. But I think they've done a pretty bad job of getting him involved with the Yeah, he's really getting in yeah, the yeah, he's been a non
0: factor. Peggy, any thoughts on Golden Tate?
3: That's all I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I with there, was that, there was that one play at the beginning of the game where he dropped that third down. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, something that I'd expect Golden Tate's going to come to the Eagles. He's going to make plays like that. Right. You know?
0: So it took four weeks for him to see production. We gave up a third round pick to get him. He's at the end of a five year, $30 million deal. He restructured in 2015, made $3 million this year. So he's like right at that same level as Mike Wallace, who got hurt. It sucks me to give up a third round pick to get him, but I think that position on this team was needed at the time. We needed that Mike Wallace character, Mike Wallace role in there to to really uh, boost this this team. So I I think it's only a bust if they don't bring him back on a similar contract next year in that two to four million dollar range. Mm-hmm. If they bring him back, I think it's a
3: yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting because I feel like. Nelson Aguilar kind of went missing during like Carson Wentz's last few games and then he comes back and plays pretty well the last couple games so I'm not sure if it was because of Carson that Nelson wasn't playing that well or what what the case was but I feel like going to coming was a necessary thing at that time
0: yeah yeah. so guys it's not a mailbag question but it's one that I just want to know before we close out and we have other mailbag questions that we can fly through quick in a minute here but what do the Eagles need to do or continue to do or do differently to beat the Bears in the first round of the playoffs? Egg, let's start with you.
4: Oh, uh, just continue momentum. I don't I don't know what they're, I don't know the Eagles close enough or watch them close enough to be able to be like, you know, schematically, that's what they do offensive defensively. But they've kinda you know, they they've latched onto something, right? They got Big Mo by their side and it doesn't matter how much talent you have, you got Big Mo, you can do a lot, man. It's a, it's a good friend to have in your corner, so you've got to push that right into Soldier Field. That's going to be a hell of a place to play, um, and especially against this defense in Chicago, they're going to have a tall order in trying to beat them, but continue the momentum. It's the, it's the best I can provide, in my, my thoughts.
3: Yeah, I think one of the big things is just blocking Khalil Mack because, I mean, you see that guy can change games yeah. just by himself, which is not something you see too often on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and then another thing, just get pressure on... Um, on Chicago, so I feel like if you get Trubisky kind of scrambling around, we can make some plays on defense.
0: You see teams game plan for running backs, you see teams game plan for wide outs, all sorts of positions, tight ends. It's not often you have to game plan for the linebacker. He's probably the yeah. best in the whole <coughs> whole league, so it's pretty interesting on agree. Yeah, you, you probably
3: have to have him double teamed, like, almost every play, you know, you don't big. want him coming back and strip-sacking. Fulls. Yeah.
0: Killing, any thoughts on what we're gonna to need to do? And
3: I think
1: it's gonna be a really difficult time for the offensive line of the Eagles because the defense in front of the you know the Bears is gonna be one of the best they've ever seen. The stunts are gonna be unreal, like up front schematically, probably. I assume, you know, because the defense there is like highly touted this year. Khalil Mount Max signing has helped a lot for sure. Um, I think we just need to, like I said, run the ball consistently. Like, obviously, there's going to be pass-heavy offense because that's what the, the league does now. It's like high scoring, high, high efficiency. And I feel really good because Nick's playing well, and Adam Schefter just tweeted, he's okay, they said. So if Adam Schefter tweeted it, you know, I'm
3: feeling pretty
0: confident. I trust Adam. Yeah, you
1: know, it's funny what Twitter does for your emotions. But...
0: Uh, <laughs> I think one thing uh, we need to continue to do is Nick Foles gets the ball out on average milliseconds quicker than Carson. I think that'll be key against the Bears. I think he's going to need to really get the ball out, not sit on it, throw the ball away at times, Um, but you can't let Khalil Mack change the game with a strip sack or something stupid like that. So, have faith in
1: Lane. A lot of people taking really hot takes right now. Like I'm reading headlines. It's pretty funny. You know, we got someone just saying Eagles completely unlikely for a run to playoffs with win and the Vikings lost. Obviously, we just got in. Some people are just writing us off. You know, you're gonna get that at the last seated team, right?
0: Underdogs run faster.
1: Hungry dogs. True. (laughs) And underdogs. Whatever you say. All right. Shout out Kelsey. He did a great job with all those QB sneaks. Yeah, he's really
0: good up front. So maybe we'll be all right, dude. <laughs> we got my uh, my little sister a dog for Christmas, yeah. and we all put names in a hat, even though we knew she was just going to pick a random one. Yeah. And I put Kelsey in there, like, maybe no, she'd Kelsey. Yeah, and maybe she wouldn't know. She was like, this is that Eagles guy, and I <laughs> threw <laughs> the piece of paper and was like, not about it. No, that's funny. But, all right, let's get to some of these more outlandish questions in the mailbag. All right? Let's do it. Eggie, I'm gonna rely on you for some of these crazy ones.
4: All right, we don't need to dwell on these too much. Just All quick right. answers, and we'll move on. <laughs> All right, we need right. to ask everybody what their thoughts are. <laughs> what All is right. it? Uh,
0: when did we land on the moon? This came up because Kyrie Irving questioned it as a joke. He got a lot of um, backlash from that, and he was like, "Dude, it was a joke." So, what do you think? Did we land on the moon? Yeah. In uh, what was it? 1969. We
4: yes. did it. We definitely did. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> All right.
0: No questions <laughs> yeah. asked.
4: It. Says Ren Stevens. I'm going to go ahead and Eden say, Stevens even
0: video. if we faked it at that point because, like, you know, we were what, racing the Russians at that time, I'm going to go ahead and say we've definitely been there since if we didn't at that time. So, yeah. dumb question. It yeah, really ain't not the Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what are your New, Year, New Year's resolutions, boys?
3: Getting deep. <laughs> this was Astro. This was Astro. <laughs> I haven't thought of mine yet. I I you know, I'm probably gonna right? do whatever Eggy does. To be honest, <laughs> I was hoping
4: to read physical books, like read more books. I like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in, you, in on you, that. Okay, I'm yeah. Too.
3: All right, nice. Because you, 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 yeah. you know,
4: Audible's great. I podcast. Podcasts are great. Love them, you know. <laughs> but I want to just like read a real physical book because that doesn't happen that much anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So
0: I just finished yeah. the Jungle Book. Okay. I had Tarzan on deck. <laughs> He's like, I just finished Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> 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 it was great. I just finished the Jungle Book Great Read. Uh, maybe I'll pass it along to one of you guys. Had Tarzan on deck, but I got Nick Foles' book, Believe It, for Christmas. So I'm going to have to put that in there. Tarzan's going to have to hit show. When
3: was that published?
0: This all season. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the yeah. Nice. So, Eggie, good job. We'll move on. <laughs>
5: I, I, think we can, I think we can
0: all do a little <laughs> bit more reading. Mm. All mm, right. Kyrie on the Sixers. How many rings do we get? On this yeah. current team, just throw them into the current squad. Don't give up anything to get them.
1: That's I feel like very unrealistic. All right. Let's say that first. All right. Yeah. So you want to say that <laughs> we
0: give up something?
1: We would have to. But that's besides the fact. Let's do it your way. We'd probably win. we definitely come out of the East immediately. Right? Yeah. And then we'd hopefully get like a not hot West Coast team in the championship and win. So, I would say if that happens, three.
2: Would they beat the
4: Warriors? I don't even know if they'd beat the Warriors.
0: That's a good call yeah. as well. Like People a focused, in. good right. Warriors
4: team. Like, I don't even know if they beat
0: yeah. them. Warriors aren't playing that hot right now, but I bet they turn it on yeah. by playoff. They have, yeah. they have
1: yeah. world-class, like, basketball players. And KD is, like, my favorite in the league right now, probably. Yeah. He, what he's doing and scoring at will is, like, so
0: awesome. Yeah.
4: Who asked that question? I don't know. These this is a stupid question.
0: Oh, my, my cousin Nick DeMarco. Come on, Nick. Shout out, Nick DeMarco. On, Nick. Big <laughs> <Tom. Nick> <laughs> Did he say? No, no, no. I made up that part where we wouldn't have to get rid of him. No, no, no. That was me, not Nick. Shout out, Nick. Great soccer player. You're a Catholic. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> All right, was: uh, All right, what
4: was the guy When about? is
0: the next Caps update? Asking for a friend.
4: Oh, yeah, this, my, was- this is my brother said this shit. My, yeah. I was with my dad. I was visiting my Sorry. little nephew yesterday. And uh, my dad pretty much, like, the whole time, because I was like, hey, we got Mike Jensen coming on. He's like, wait, 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 like, are are we going to do, like, an NHL preview again? Like, it's mid-season, We got dead. a lot of notes. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah like, literally, got for, like, an hour. He was, point. you know, any chance he could, he'd be like, so... I mean, am I back on here, or, you know, and I was like, Dad, no, man, we don't want you, we don't want you, I told, her, I told her we replaced him with Jensen, so, so, yeah, Dad, if you're listening to this, I love you, man, Um, we want you back on, and let's get Joey back, is that Joe, like, his, is that his
0: way of saying, like, he wants back on, too? I think, I mean, we should bring him back on, because he's probably a little sad with that Vikings loss tonight.
4: Yeah, Joe's a big Joe does a good job on the podcast. You know, he brings some good, good comments. The, that's what we were talking. Like these guys, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Keller, he's a great researcher. You know, yeah. he's just a nice guy. Did, he does a good right. job. He's like a real big Caps fan. You yeah. know, I like the Caps. But I'm not like a huge, right? I'm not like a huge fan. Yeah. So they, they keep, they keep me up on
0: it. Okay, um, all right. Next one is the Earth flat. I'm gonna go ahead and say no,
4: no. I say
1: no.
0: Said no. It's I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm and gonna say no. This this argument's funny because like it's hard to like argue against the Earth is ra- like against the fact that people are saying the Earth is flat, but you basically just have to trust all the people that dedicate their lives to science right. that are telling you, dude, it's higer, it's fucking round. Yeah.
4: I don't know, man. It's it's Spherical.
1: No it one's is. been. The only <laughs> way to really
0: prove it is to go far enough away from Earth to see that it's round. But none of us here in this room have done that. I'm never ever going to do
4: that. These these are good. They I like sound being
0: grounded. <laughs>
4: yeah, I know. These
0: Sometimes they fly, but not
4: it. I appreciate like everyone's getting mad at Kyrie for doing this. But I appreciate it because I think every once in a while we need to like step back and wonder how we get what we perceive to be truth. And like you have to question what it is that's truthful, right? Well, like of course you know we landed on the moon. Of course the Earth is flat. Of course the Ravens are a great football team. <laughs> but
3: you know we have to,
4: you know we got sometimes question that, you know what I mean? Because fun fact, I'm right, we'll post some theology right here. Boop, 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 theology, all right, all right. You know Galileo, right? Sixteenth century astronomer says that the Earth is not flat. It wasn't until 1992 that the Church officially recognized that Galileo was right, and that they apologized for it. So, how crazy is that? So, despite the objective truth of that... Shout
0: out, Galileo. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> Shout
4: out, Galileo. the board, <laughs> Galloway, Galloway, our favorite astronomer out there. <laughs> how crazy is that? Nineteen ninety uh, fucking two uh, wonder, or three. Was,
3: was the church just really late on that? Like, did everyone else acknowledge it? <laughs> yes, in yes,
4: exactly. 92? So, I think mean, so the church is, like, real big with conspiracies, too, or yeah. something. So, I mean, yeah. isn't that fucked up, man? That's
1: that is, crazy. I
3: think Steph Curry was the one recently who said... The Earth was flat, like, on yeah. the podcast he, or something like that. And so then Kyrie you know, he, was a
0: famous one. Yeah, again. yeah, Kyrie said it first. And he then, came out on the J.J. Reddick podcast, mm-hmm. and J.J. was just like, bro, like, what's up with that? <laughs> Why are they saying that shit? Well, I and,
3: think it's in that spirit, Kyrie, like that spirit
1: of
4: just
0: right. Kyrie was just like, dude, I get bothered by the media my 24 hours a day. I just want to mess with them a little bit, and that's Is what that what? was. Really? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I guess... I think after Steph said it, uh, like, NASA, like, contacted him and was like, Whoa. So that was the movie. Yeah, I, I saw that. They were like, we'll give you a tour
0: or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's
3: Though, yeah, that's right, that's right. I would <laughs> not
0: put it past the United
4: States government in the late 1960s to say that they were doing something that the Russians did it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not a far fetched thing to say. Right. But you know, we done space, that space, space, I know. But just objectively speaking, to say the United States government would covertly do something in a public manner to uh, you know assuage kind of opinions or beliefs to make it seem like we were as superior as we were, we're not, cheap, we're not, we're not, not, not put it past. we not put <laughs> past the United States government to do that. Right. We're the best. So, I tell you, my mom's grandfather apparently was like real big about like we didn't go to the moon. He said, he said it was, like, you know, just staged or something. I believe him. was just pretty funny. If you're not I cheating,
0: think, you're not yeah. trying.
4: Yeah. But, I mean, this is the it, funny... It, like, it like yeah.
3: that far-fetched. I get your point, nah. though. Nah. Because, like, yeah. then you didn't have, like, the sources of, like, checking in on... Exactly. Uh, like, like, an open forum, kind of... I mean, Twitter sounds kind of... No, nah, it was like whatever but, they
1: broadcast on television, right exactly. watch. Yeah, right? Exactly. So they the just like brainwashed all of America to think we did it. Yeah. Dude, what <laughs> is, is... television.
4: What is truth? What is truth? What is it? Now what we're is, talking. What is truth, man? Dude, are we living it? Big conversation last night with my friend was, the, "Are we living in a simulated reality?" I like that one. Right? So out of all the big, like, no. recent, I'm real big. I'm real big in AI, like artificial intelligence, fascinating to me.
3: Multiverses, <laughs> crazy ideas, right? But yeah. the
4: idea of whether we're living in a computer generated simulation because some like great oh, intelligent shit. being is controlling us, I'm just like, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I don't know. So, yeah. Elon Musk, up, Elon, Elon Musk
3: believes <laughs> that. I'm so tired of that guy. Like, he's, so always, he's, he's always he's always playing man. something, yeah. And he believes that we're living in He talked family. about it on Joe
0: Rogan, honestly. That's where I yeah. heard that. I was trying to think. But, yeah. Yeah, so what, what, Elon, what? if you're listening, you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, you you like share, yeah please yeah. invest in the podcast, <laughs> and please share it. <laughs> I met to Elon Musk, actually. I think he's, uh, he's, pretty, pretty, he's pretty One of nuts. his, like,
3: he's comments nuts. on that is, like, if you look at, I guess from, like, 1990s, like, how far technology has gone from 1990s till now, like, I mean, we didn't really have cell phones back then, and all, so if you were to take, like, thousands of years from now, could they have created a simulation too? like, just with advancements in technology, like, that's one of his points, is that if, if you look at how quickly technology has, like, increased, but, like, it, it's such an abstract Kind of theory. Yeah, yeah, it's the pretty theory. sweet. Yeah.
4: All right, mailbags. I appreciate that. Sorry for giving you a hard time there, Nick. That was a good question. All right, I was being a little bit of a jerk there.
1: <laughs> we're letting it fly. That, that was, was little little of the reason, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I was,
4: you know, I'm dwelling on it. <laughs> uh-huh. I just thought of it, and I just wanted to apologize again.
0: Yeah, I he knows my like cousins. He comes on our family vacation every yeah, yeah. now and then. So I appreciate missions. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not done yet, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah.
4: let's wrap it up, man. We're getting right, over an this hour. One, it's over we'll an hour. We'll do it, quick. You know, we we'll do it just, quick. We'll do it quick. You know, we got Jensen on. This, this one is there.
0: especially for <laughs> Eggie. and jeez. Oh, I like oh, Jensen. It's going to be easy. The, the person disgusting. made me promise not to say who it was because ah, it's a funny one. Dude, all right. I mean, clearly, I want you to tell me who it was. <laughs> Fuck, Mary kill. Shane Battier. <laughs> Ray Lewis. Palgasol. Gasol. Three guys that Eggy messes
4: with. Let um, me guess who said it. Is this Marcus? No, I'm not Marcus Holt. I'm a man this. of my word. What was it was it Jam?
0: Dude, just answer the question. You're the one here saying that we're going too long.
4: I mean I didn't say we're going too long, even though you do take forever to go through these man. um all right. Uh I mean this is a little bit of a vulgar game, but whatever, I'll go with it. Um I'm
0: gonna
4: <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kill pal. I'm gonna I'm going to fuck Ray Lewis. (laughs) I'm going to marry Shane Battier. I'm not
0: surprised by that. Why are you marrying Shane Battier?
4: I just like... I
3: can't, God, believe I, said, I can't believe
4: I just said I'm going to fuck Rayleigh. Really. <laughs> I can't believe that. When I said that, you know what came to my head was his Hall of Fame speech. And when he was blotting his head, like, like when he was blotting his forehead, like right when I said that, I thought of him immediately. Just I just like, imagine me standing there next to Jonathan Ogden and me saying that I was going to fuck him. And then, and then he would just like look at me with his eyes and, and then I'd be really disappointed in myself. And Michael Phelps to be in the stadium, and oh my god, alright. Sorry, Ray. Oh my god, right. I just would very shame. I know. I would just very shame because, you know, he's a winner. very excited and, uh, he's in the So he's I
0: posted that one onto the Instagram, like shared it or whatever. And then we got another one from Kay Agnew, Kay Money. And he said, fuck Mary Kill, AI, MJ, or Shaq. I'm going to go ahead and say, you marry MJ. He's the richest, he's a boss, he drinks whiskey, he smokes cigars, sounds like a good time. I think you fuck AI because he's not seven foot two and huge, and then I think you kill Shaq, and that hurts me to say because Shaq's my guy, but Danny, do you agree on that one? Yeah, I,
3: I kind of do agree on that one, I, as painful as it is to say that I'd kill Shaq, yeah. I don't know how I'd kill Shaq, Shaq's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Shaq that like yeah. I find a way. Yeah. Oh anyway, uh, I kill shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is one player the Eagles should target in a trade? My boy Peter Bagioni shout out suggested Clay Thompson. I don't know if that's doable or if the Warriors would ever give him up. I was thinking more of a Langston Galloway. A one or two guy could play one or two, hit threes for us.
4: Or, or realistic. He, uh Marcus Morris.
0: Oh I think. I think cool. would be
4: would be great. I, I would uh, you know, exchanged Wilson Chandler for Marcus Morris, you know, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Even though Wilson Chandler has done a good job, um, I, I just think he's been a great producer for the the Celtics recently, and he would very much enjoy coming back to Philadelphia.
3: All right. Danny, you got that? any names? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Clay Thompson sounds awesome, but I don't think it's too, too likely that'll happen. But I feel like that Warriors team in the next year or two kind of has to split up for everyone to get paid the way they would get paid around the league, mm-hmm. but I like Wilson Chan. I feel like he's been doing a pretty good job, but Marcus Morris is a, a very talented player. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't really think of any specific people that... You know who I would really like <laughs> on the Sixers? <pictures>? <laughs> Eric Blitzo. Yeah? No, nah, I don't like him. Why not? Don't I don't mean, like I'm not him. a big Eric Blitzo fan. I, didn't like, I, don't, like I don't like
4: his mentality. I think we need another
0: one or two. He, he got like
4: punked like by Terry Rozier last year and acted like he didn't, but he did. Yeah, he did. yeah. Like Terry Rozier, bitching for good.
0: Terry Rozier <laughs> would be an awesome yeah, player. Yeah.
3: Terry Rozier, yeah. We need like a poor man's Clay Thompson. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not going to get we're not going to get Clay <laughs> Thompson. Ben Simmons and Markel Holtz <laughs> for <laughs> Bradley <laughs> Beal and
0: John Wall. Ew. My right now. Ew. No. Shed just said Ben Simmons and Markel Holtz for Bradley Beal no and John Wall. No way. They don't even like each other. John Wall pooped now, man.
3: But more importantly, no, he's not. Well, yeah, he is. You get rid of Markel Fultz,
0: though. You, dude, you don't trade Ben Simmons. You just don't. don't trade. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the first guy. Especially to those guys. Do you like those guys? Bradley Beal's good.
3: Florida,
0: I don't know. Bradley Beal's a good player. Very I'm very critical it. of Ben Simmons, but you have to just see what he becomes. He could, could be the next LeBron.
3: Yeah. yeah, he well, hit a I
0: jump shot last week. I
3: saw something on Twitter. Would you rather <laughs> have, have Luka be or Ben Simmons? <laughs> that's that's would, you, would
4: you rather have Luka Doncic or Ben Simmons? I would rather have Ben Simmons. Yes. Just Even though Luka Doncic is right now presently more skilled than him, yeah. and he's like electrifying, Ben Simmons has an upside that is, I think, like bigger than pretty much anybody. Probably besides, like Giannis, I think, has a, just an amazing upside. More than Ben. Yeah, maybe yeah. more than Ben, but, like, I don't know if there's anybody else right now that has a bigger bu- upside than yeah. Ben Simmons. I, so it made
3: think Just because Lucas has been playing, like, That's lights out. Bad. Like, that, that game winner he had, or maybe, was it just in overtime? Yeah, right. Lucas, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: showed you it, right?
3: I
4: know, I showed He's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's And he's young, too. He's, like, 19 or something, isn't he? Or, like, I forget how old he is.
3: All right,
0: boys, last but not least... This one came from Evan Ashby. Shout out, Evan. To what's up, Evan? Shout okay. out to the Ashby boys. Blue up, things. baby. <laughs> what's your favorite condiment? And this is hilarious because <laughs> it, Eddie hates condiments. I know. <laughs> really, <laughs> I love condiments. <laughs>
4: oh, I fucking hate condiments. Like I saw mayo chup the other day. Ugh. You guys know what that is? Like mayo <laughs> and ketchup. <laughs> I was just like, wow. That, like we, Ian and I used to work at a at a pool company, aqua specialist in Mechanicsburg. Like chlorine, that's a diabolical substance. But like mayo chup, <laughs> that fucking superseded the, the <laughs> chlorine. Like, right?
0: Yeah. How gross it's is so that, gross.
4: I, Evan? I don't have a favorite condiment. I despise ketchup. I feel like you're only I one despise with mustard. Buffalo.
0: It's the only one you really tolerate.
4: Yeah, yeah. Let's just go like, um, let's just go like whipped cream or something. You know, let's do like a, a you know, like a dessert treat. Does that have a condiment? No, but that's just like, you know, can I do that instead? No.
0: no. Yeah, like oh, a well, topping. Oh, so a condiment a top. is
4: a topping. So. Some
0: question again from Peter Baglioni: Is guac considered a, a condiment?
4: No.
0: I'm on the border because it is something you spread on a sandwich, which is like mayo, which is a condiment. I don't but it's think also it something you dip chips in, which makes me think it's a dip.
4: I don't think it is. Danny, do you think it is?
0: That's a
3: tough one. We're asking the right questions, I
0: feel like. <laughs>
3: Listen, if I'd, I'd say, no, it's not.
0: Yeah, I'm on the border, but I still think no. Yeah. I think modern
4: day condiments have a couple things to them. They are spreadable. They are meant to be. <laughs> they are meant to be dispensed through a certain bottle, right? right. Like a bottle is meant yeah, to be, like, you know, get them out. And if you don't have those things, if you think of the way guacamole is produced and the way it's eaten, like it is just just there. It's yeah. not meant to be. It's you know,
0: no. We're I not do not. love guac, right. but no I mean, go the, the bottle's good condiment. though, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like that? Yeah, like the like bottle? A, All right, it's yeah. yeah. good. That's a good argument, yeah. right? Here, I think, <laughs> the, I think <laughs> the best condiment has to be barbecue.
4: That's your favorite?
0: Sweet <laughs> baby rays. <raised>. Nasty. Sweet
4: <laughs> baby rays. I mean, What's I, your favorite condiment? Uh, uh, dude?
3: Uh I kinda like like Chipotle ranch. Like if that's Economist, is that is that there? You ever seen it? I mean, I, I say whipped cream, dude. We're <laughs> <You're laughs> going <on, you're> all <laughs> over the place here. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So. All right.
0: Cool. Range. Well, Danny, BK, Chev, Killian, Cash Money, the dog sitting over here in the corner, not making a sound. Where's like, Cash. He's like a good
4: old boy. <laughs> He's a nice dog. He's spooked easily. He's looking at me here. Well, it's he a nice loves dog. to chill. Yeah. What kind is of dog is he? I have no clue. I think wow. I'm still slightly allergic to him, which is kind of it's kind of sad. Whatever oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> it's right, nice. man. Well, thanks
4: Everybody, again. Yeah, thanks again to Mike Jensen for Mike coming Jensen, on you at are Jensen are off, off campus. Follow him; he does great work. Sorry to interrupt you. Again. Just no. Want to give Mike Continue. another Continue. shout out? Continue. That's what's his, his uh,
5: What's
0: his at Twitter? Oh.
4: At Jensen off campus. So.
0: All right. Well, let's go, birds, bird gang. Whatever else, Danny. Any closing remarks? No, thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. You're a legend. You're a legend. All right, mate. Let's close it off. All right. right, See you you then. Right then.
4: Follow us. Subscribe. Share us. Be a sponsor. Please.